The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It's the best lip balm in America. Wait, what? Lip balm can be that much better? Oh, yeah. Hi there. It's Doc Thompson for Balm Shot. Just go to balmshot.com. Balm is in lip balm, shot like shotgun shell. You got to read the entire story for yourself at balmshot.com. But trust me, you will love it. And right now, if you order six of them, you'll get a free Balm Shot uh, lip balm, plus a logoed baseball hat, and free shipping at balmshot.com. But make sure to use the promo code DOC, balmshot.com. June of last year. 2017, Joseph Yun, Trump's special representative in North Korea policy, learned that Otto Warmbier's condition had gotten worse, that he was probably unconscious. According to a story that was told in GQ, Yun said, I was completely shocked. I came back immediately and I told Secretary Tillerson, and we determined at the time that we needed to get him and the other prisoners out as soon as possible. And we determined that I should contact Pyongyang and say I wanted to come right away. Mm. When President Trump learned of Otto's condition, because they had told him about it, he doubled down on the order for Yun to rush to Pyongyang and bring him home. Mm. Essentially, the president said, get on a plane. You know, the... The government has all those Gulfstream planes that they operate yeah. for official, yeah. you know, government State government issues. Yeah. yeah. And they they took one of the Gulfstreams. He he told him, like, fine, you know, work with Pyongyang. We'll call. We'll, we'll do our due diligence. We'll get on the plane. But get on the plane now. <laughs> so Pyongyang did not know. They hadn't picked up the phone. They hadn't reached him. They didn't know they didn't that the plane permission. was coming. They didn't ask permission. They got on the plane and said, fly to Pyongyang and land. A State Department official anonymously said the president at that time sounded like a dad when he learned of the news of Otto Warmbier's condition. He reacted like a father. Go get him. The State Department official in Yon said he was determined to retrieve Warmbier and bring him back to his parents as soon as possible. Yon said North Korea was unilaterally informed, like across the board, like not one person, like, hey, y'all, informed that a U.S. plane would be landing soon in Pyongyang and that U.S. diplomats and doctors would be getting off. They didn't say, hey, um, we're thinking about flying there. We're considering this. They said, there is a plane en route. It will be there soon. It's going to land. Diplomats and doctors will be getting off. Now, let me pause here before I get to the rest of the story. How does that play out? How are you able to do that Without there being shots fired or war. And I think it goes to what I said about Trump negotiating with North Korea in the past. Number one, he communicates differently. And number two, it's a really simple negotiation if you understand how to negotiate and you understand these regimes. And I'll lay out a quick version of again of what it should be. These people only understand force. And regimes, only concern is protecting the regime. We have to negotiate from a position of power. Our power compared with North Korea's isn't even in the same universe. It's not even in the same spectrum. It's not even close. So why are we effing around with these little yappy dogs at our heels? 
All you have to do is punt one of them into the next county and then look at the others and say, what up, y'all? So I would sit down with Kim Jong-un and say, listen, man, let me show you something here. And I'd take out a little manila folder and I'd take out pictures and graphs and charts and I'd go, see this? I'm showing you something that the American people don't even know, that most of Congress doesn't even know. Only I and a handful of other people in my government know. Here's the number of nuclear warheads we have. Here are the ones that could reach and will reach North Korea in a short period of time. Here's the number of nuclear subs we have. Here's the number of aircraft carriers and planes. This is, uh, I'm, I'm giving you the information. And by the way, see this here? And you take out your wallet and you go, these are the codes to the nuclear missiles that I could launch right now with that nuclear football. See that that guy's holding? In fact, open that up. See, I just type in code seven, four. I, I just have to finish this and I hit this and you're gone. You don't exist anymore. Your entire existence is gone. Now, if you have those missiles, like we think you do, you're going to F us up a little bit. You're going to kill millions of Americans. You'll, you'll hurt a lot of people, but you will no longer exist. We still will. How's that? Oh, by the way, here's your nuclear capability. We have all that, too. So, you can either no longer exist when we finish this conversation up. You'll, you'll, you just are going to disappear. And everybody in your country disappears. Or, we're going to give you a little something-something here. But here's what we expect. That's it. It's over. And I think there's a little bit of that with this. What was Pyongyang going to do? Fire on him? They already have a bit of a marketing problem with auto warm beer. Yep. Now, they can cover it by saying, uh, we don't know what happened. He was in our jail. He fell on that knife and punched himself a bunch of times. I mean, I mean and he, hey, he crossed our borders. He violated our law. Okay, that looks really bad for you. But when somebody's coming like this and whatever humanitarian effort, it's going to look really bad for you. Plus, again, the U.S., you know, strength. So... The team assembled as soon as Trump told him that and started warning Korea that they're on their way to rescue warm beer. The official go ahead from the state was given by Friday afternoon when the team landed in Pyongyang. They were met with a busload of soldiers. That's his term, a busload. Wow. Again, they had only been informed a short while before and while the plane was en route. Though the North Koreans eventually said the plane would be able to land, no one knew what kind of welcome they would get once... They got on the ground. So right before they got there, they're like, okay, they said you could land, but no one knew what that meant. Remember, Warmbier and some of these other people that have crossed into the country uh, did not know what all was going to happen to them. So they could have said, hey, sure, land. And they could have just taken Yun hostage. They could have done any of that. Yun engaged at that point while on the ground with several rounds of intense negotiations with the North Korean officials. While on the tarmac, Pyongyang. Trying to get warm beer and the others free. After finally getting a chance to see warm beer, that was one of his you know, first pieces. Okay, we got to see him. They, he said he was shocked at how bad he was, how his condition was so bad. He said at that moment, he was immediately convinced the person he was looking for or looking at was indeed warm beer. He said he was just um, hurt so much. I mean, his condition, the guy was unconscious, beat unconscious. He said negotiations for his for his release continued into the night. Wow. While in Pyongyang. 
plane all ready to go on so, the tarmac. So right now, President Trump tells them to get on a plane, rescue, bring him home. They land. Negotiations, they, negotiations still, going. still going. Right. What a long day. Exactly. Now, Historic long day. What do you think? Oh, yeah. But Im- imagine the intensity of the that intense, over. On both sides. Right. So, so you have the intensity of go get him. You're flying there. What are we going to get? And then it ratchets it up because you land. And now you're in these intense negotiations for what? 10, 12, 24 yeah. hours? Yeah. Okay. You're doing this. What do you think was happening in South Korea, Japan, uh, with our military, military in the region. Yeah. You know they were all on high alert. You know the F-16s were flying. At yep. high, everybody know, was on standby. Right, standby, ready to go. All of that, what's going on? It's okay. like everybody has a key in. All right, when poop hits the fan, you turn and press turn fire. Turn key and go, right? I mean, that's it. <laughs> no, that's what you have to yep. do. He finally got a North Korean judge to commute the sentence. We mm. don't know what was given up, what was offered, what the deal yeah. was, what they told him. At that moment... A U.S. motorcade and ambulance raced directly to the airport after having picked him mm-hmm. up right right through the security gates onto the tarmac to the waiting Gulf Stream, put him on, and immediately flew out. I mean, it was, there was no hesitation once they got him. It wasn't like, well, they put him on and go, go, go. They get him out. They said once they cleared North Korean airspace, he said there was a, a very... Very muted celebration. Now, normally, if you get somebody, you'd be like, yes, we, you know, whatever. But the problem was, he said, as happy as they were at that moment, the realization sit in that they were bringing Otto home to his parents in that condition, that the guy was that screwed up and he didn't end up living. I mean, the guy was unconscious and beat that badly. So they were happy they were able to do this, but they just started thinking of what his parents would go through when they saw him. Otto's dad at the time had explained what happened when they found out that Otto was being held mm-hmm. and how this whole thing played out prior to president Trump wanting to help. His dad said, when Otto was first taken, we were advised by the past administration, meaning Obama and company to take a low profile while they worked to obtain his release. He went on to say, we did so without result. So if the State Department comes to you, if the president comes to you or somebody on his behalf and says, listen, we're trying to get him out. Just let us handle this. You, you got to let him. doesn't matter who the president is. They have expertise and ability and connections and things you don't. They just have resources you don't. What are you going to do? You don't have much of a choice. He said, we did so, though, without result. He said, earlier this year, Cindy and I decided the time for strategic patience was over because nothing had happened. He said, it was my understanding that special rep for North Korea policy, Yun, and his team at the direction of the president aggressively pursued the result, the resolution of the situation. I think the results speak for themselves. Now, never mind somebody of the time frame. Otto was not unconscious when the people of North Korea took him. He was healthy, alive, functioning. Everything was great when he was incarcerated. By the time Trump got to him, he was unconscious. And what did the Obama administration say up front? Hey, let us hand this. We'll talk, whatever. What were the results? So if Obama had handled this a little more like Trump. A little more presidential. A little more presidential. Likely, Otto wouldn't have reached that condition. 
I mean, there's a lot of ifs there. I know that. Maybe they were only willing to let him go because he was unconscious and they got their pound of flesh. I, I don't know. But shouldn't you at least question that? And the fact that it didn't happen with Obama? And why was that not a priority? Meanwhile, so many other things were. From what we can tell, from what we know, as the story's been told to us, my comment on Trump's actions here were presidential. What I want a president to be. Not over the top, not arrogant, but strong. This has at least one part, Ronald Reagan, to it. We talked about this in the news and why it mattered recently. And you know what they keep saying about Trump? The guy's so dangerous. He's dangerous, Chris. We just don't know what he's going to do. You got Americans saying he's just dangerous. When Ronald Reagan was elected and Jimmy Carter had been so weak to stand up to Iran and the prisoners that were the American citizens that were held prisoner for so long, the hostages, and Trump or um, uh, Carter was impotent to get them out. What they kept saying was, you know, Russia thinks he's a cowboy and Iran thinks he's, they don't know what he's going to do. And the people on the left said, he's going to be so bad diplomatically. He's going to be so bad because they just think he's a cowboy and they think he's dangerous. Isn't a little bit of that good? Yeah. Yeah. I want people when they see me. And this is not arrogance. This is not me being like, oh, you're better than you. When they see an American, move out of my way. Right, because exactly. Because I yes. know that my government will go to hell and water to get me home. Right. The, the rule should be, and I've always said this, that if you were in the shadiest ass parts of the shadiest ass countries on this planet with the worst characters that are, you know, uh, taking people hostage and selling them on and whatever, that they're like, all right, go get those guys. Oh, wait, they're Americans? Okay, let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Let them pass. That they have to have that because Americans are always going to be targets because we are on the top rung and we have money and they think they can. They need to fear America if you harm America or Americans. Now, the other side is, and this is that being a moral country that we constantly tell people, come and join us. You too can be an American citizen. You too can, can share in all the bounty we have, but do it right. You know, we're, we're at a level that you should aspire to be. If you don't, Americans will always be a target and you will never, you will never end these things. We've had times of people being taken hostage uh, more often, it was more likely to be taken hostage. Americans injured around you know the globe, wherever they were tourists or wherever they were working, and other times less. What do you think that's tied to? A president that's strong that says, "I will go and get those people out." Yeah, that's- I, one of one of my happiest days as a young man was Ronald Reagan getting inaugurated. And finding out that those prisoners came home. Man, I as a kid, that was like huge to me. This, the, the, that they took them. I remember going, how can they do this? How can they do this? And why hasn't this impotent Jimmy Carter gotten them? Even at that, I knew America's strength. I understood the Cold War. I knew I understood Russia. But it wasn't even Russia. It was Iran. I mean, there's what's going on. Go get them. 
Go get them. And Nightline every night talking about these hostages. Go get them. And then Carter's weak helicopter rescue through the desert, which is one of the greatest blunders in How did that American up? military history uh, with American soldiers. I think they were Marines dying. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. That even if effective, you would have gotten the prisoners and you would have done this. Ha 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 ha. We managed to get them. As opposed to saying... We're not playing this silly ass game of flying helicopters in the dead of night through the desert and whatever. You're going to release them or it's going to be bad for you. The punishment will be severe. These regimes only understand that, that if you had managed to get them out secretly sneaking. You won a battle and you lost the war. Stand up to these people. Trump. From what we can tell by this story so far, from what I want is presidential. Hey there, it's Doc Thompson. want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about news stories that we think are important and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcast. In 2011, Aaron Hale, a former Navy chief, was severely injured when disposing of an improvised explosive device. He lost his eyesight and most of his hearing. So he returned to his love of cooking as therapy. And with the help of his love, Michaela, they created Extraordinary Delights, or EOD Fudge for short. These things are amazing. You'll love them. Go to EODFudge.com. That's EODFudge.com and try the caramel apples, the brownies, the strawberry, white, and decadent triple fudge confections. EODFudge.com. Promo code BLAZE to get 10% off. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.